the Susan Anna May, and it is nighttime. I wanted to say I hope y'all had a great evening and a great day, and that we just try to wind down, try to have some nice dreams if you can, try to ease yourself into the relaxing mode, try to get some breathing and alone time if you can, or if you want to, and just enjoy a peaceful moment, and hope you all can just calmly and nicely go to bed, and I hope that you all have a great evening, and that your evening is filled with some peaceful fun and relaxation and some nice things. Okay, today the content could be a little more chore for audiences, so please, as someone before listening to this video, it's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults. Or for those who get permission. My thing is, since I didn't know what it was about, I decided to look up the history. The sad story of Duchess of Denver Shy. Denver Shy? If I'm saying this wrong, please forgive me. She became a celebrity. George Anna, 5th Duke, 19, no, 5th Duke, 1774. She was 17 years old, which, yay, we'll talk about that after I read the review I wrote. Whoa, she became a gambler and addicted to gambling. Uh, six, 60,000 in one night. She was in debt. Demerside State. They have a lot of letters stuck in a suffocating marriage. This is what the documentary said. And I learned more from the documentary than I did from the movie. And you know, the movie just didn't appeal to me at all. Zero percent of me was like, go watch this movie, it's fantastic. No, not at all. It's pleasant to look at, that's all I got out of it. This is what they're saying in this documentary. I figured if I watched it, I could help me understand the movie better. I feel like this is a movie you would watch for History Clash. She thought in 1782 she made a real friend. Snake in the grass. How intimidating they were. I am finding this somewhat helpful. If you like movies about history events that you would like, this is for you. If you don't, this is not the type of movie for you. The no. After 15 years, she gave birth, gave birth to a son. At age 32, she can find love elsewhere. She was pregnant again. The Duke banished Georgina aboard. She had to leave with her kids. Didn't want her to leave her son. This upset her very much. My blessing good, happy, the Duke allowed her to return to Chatchworth after she had her 
ill, immature baby. The baby not from him. Poor woman, this seems so hard. Left there fourteen years. When she passed on her friends, Beth married the Duke after this. She has four kids. Character Georgina, the Duke, Charles, Beth Foster, Richard, Charles Fox, Lady Tazella, Sir James Hare, Dr. Neville, uh, Lady Elizabeth, General Grey. The young Georgina is contracted into marriage to William Chatter. I am not pronouncing this right. Duke of Denshire. She produced his male heir. Charlotte, a motherless child, William's own illegitimate offspring, filled his obligation, but she is not. She was loved by people. Okay, so what I got from this was he cheated on her, she cheated on him. It was okay when he did it, but when she did it, she had to get banished. Jeez. Well, it's, just, it's so weird how women were treated back then to me that... No, just no. Why is that even a thing? And it took her a while to give birth to a son. Here's a fun fact that most people might not have realized. Typically, the males are the carriers of what the offspring is. Is what I learned in, I think, biology class. Or history class, or whatever it was. It might have been health class, but... That's why when you, like, produce certain offspring, it's kind of the male. But also, I guess back then it mattered more. And in some countries it matters more than others. Which is fine. But I'm not saying this movie is horrible. I'm just saying it wasn't for me. I didn't like it. I would say you get more out of literally reading about it and also like the documentary I will be today we are doing movie Monday because I missed it yesterday I'm having severe chest pain so like I could barely get out of bed yesterday and today I went and got my EKG and it was fine but now I get to go see another doctor yay that's why I didn't upload and if you watch my TikTok, you would already know this. Anyway, The Duchess. First thing first, don't watch the movie. Uh, it, it didn't make any sense. It was kind of boring. I learned more from the documentary than I did. From literally watching like the movie. The documentary made more sense than the movie. And I'm not someone who typically likes documentaries. Even though I did okay in RC social studies, but that's just RC. Okay, on the Roku channel, R-O-K-U, hat and people picking on it, boy, are racing and I think they're betting on who wins. I really don't know what I was watching. Takes place in the late 
in hundreds. No clue what this is about. I picked a random movie to watch and review. Need an heir to the throne. Okay, so from my understanding, oh gosh, I will read you my review, my terrible review about how the movie didn't make any sense to me. Now it, like, if you want to learn about this, please, for the love of gosh, just read about it. Watch the documentary. The movie was pleasant to look at. That's about all I got out of it. And I don't mind historical movies, but oh, for the love of gosh, it just, it lost my interest after like an hour. I was like, I'm done. This is so lame. And I was like, this is just not what I wanted. <laughs> like, someone help me. And this is when, like, I was watching Raku and Raku movies were just so in between bad to good to bad it is so good. Um, they get married. You just feel a no you are in love quote. Not sure if this is my cup of tea. It is a nice looking movie but I don't know the rest. He is upset that his kid is a girl. A lot of dancing uh, balls. The Duke is very upset about a son it, or another kid. I really didn't understand that. They talked about how the Duke, how he has affairs. He rubbed her off, robbed her off her only friend, gave up your child. Children has to be really hard. Kind of reminds me of interviewing with a vampire, but has, but not as interesting as it is. The trailer looks interesting. The movie is not that good. It's pleasant to the eye. From like a filmmaker, like if you want it pleasant to the eye, then yeah, it's a movie for you. It's just, that's all I got out of it. History facts. Okay, so I decided, what is this movie about? What the heck did I just watch? Why do I not know what I'm watching? What the heck? So, I said heck and fudge and stuff like that. My thing is, sorry, I needed to get a cold one, a cold drink of water from Deer Park, that is. That was in my fridge. I literally needed a water. I was thirsty. So I'm gonna read some facts about her. Once upon a time, which is what this is, intro is, born in North Tampershine, I am so sorry if I said that wrong, on June 7th, 1757, Georgiana Spencer was the mother's absolute favorite, dear little G. As a young girl, Georgiana knew nothing but comfort and love. Her family was wildly wealthy and her parents enjoyed a very happy marriage. If only this continued this way. Upgrade. In 1761, when Georgiana was still a child, her father, already incredibly rich, became officially fancy. Her, he received the title of Van Viscourt Spencer. Viscount Spencer? 
basically elevating the whole family to a new level of Hadatamari nobility. Even we, Georgiana, got a promotion. She was now the Honorable Georgiana Spencer. Not bad for a toddler, really. High demand. As the first starter of a super powerful and rich family, Georgiana was one heck of a catch. The heiress beauty also brought her bonus points on the marriage market with her long auburn hair, fair skin, and almond-shaped eyes. Georgiana was a full-on babe. Can you blame seniority for wanting her hand in marriage? I actually have blue eyes and reddish-brown hair, so... It's kind of funny. Off the market. Ah, unfortunately for Georgiana's male fans, the heirs wasn't on the market for long. When Georgiana was still a teenager, a loaded uh, Jack came knocking. William Camfordish, if I am saying his name wrong, I'm so sorry. The fifth Duke of Dem. Denver shy. Well, the trend of year old Duke's money and prejudice definitely enticed her family. Georgia became interested in her suitor for emotional reasons. Emotional reasons. Unfortunately, it would be cause her a world of pain. Daddy's little girl. To Georgiana, the Duke reminded her of her dear old dad. Viscount Spencer, the Duke was very shy and reserved, but while the Viscount's mild manner masked genuine love, the same could not be said of the Duke. He was less shy on the outside, nice on the inside and more what you see is what you get. With his shelfishness and quite cruelty, the Duke would break young Georgiana's heart. Like I said, the movie is nice looking. And the actors and actresses were good in it. I just didn't get it. After dancing with the Duke at various balls, naive Georgiana quickly became enmored with the idea of a well-respected husband, seeing their daughter so bestought. Georgiana's parents felt they had the best of both worlds. Not only had their daughter caught the eye of England's most eligible bachelor, but the young couple actually liked each other. Tragically, they were so, so wrong. The Duke proposal came, but for all of the wrong reasons, he wed Georgiana for her social position and youth. In a dark twist, the Duke believed that even if he didn't like Georgiana now, she was young enough to mold into his ideal wife. Bait and switch. Two days before her wedding, Georgiana woke up to a nasty surprise. She wasn't getting married 
in 40 hours. She was getting married today because there hadn't been an official Duchess of Denvershire in a long, in a long time. The public eagerly awaited the marriage ceremony and Georgiana's parents feared that the church would be mobbed with crowds. But their fear led them to hatch an ingenious plan. They secretly pushed the wedding two days earlier than the official date and moved it to the local church. No one would ever suspect such a high-profile po- ceremony to, to take place in the neighborhood chapel. Sweet 16, Georgiana's wedding to the Duke all went down on her 17th birthday. Yeah, okay. We'll get to my, yeah, no. Sadly, after the ring slid onto Georgiana's fingers, everything changed for the worse. First, the Duke went to the notorious pleasure gardens to drink and debatch himself at a mirror three days after the wedding. Then when the couple was supposed to be present to the queen, he showed up four hours late. Not a good smart, good start, my dude. Yeah, it's a little weird. Campaigning. In the late 1700s, the Duke translated her social powers into policy savvy. While women couldn't directly participate in politics, Georgia began to campaign on behalf of the Wing Policy Party in 1778. She visited houses covered with commoners, attended speeches and rallies, and founded various profile-raising events for the party. How the Mighty Have Fallen, Georgiana wrote depressed letters to her mother, begging for advice on how to entice her husband. She even tried to join on his hobbies, but he'd rather go hunting with the boys. She also emphasized her young wifely virtue, but the Duke preferred to gamble all night. Just a few months ago, Georgiana was the most eligible woman in England. Now her own husband barely looked at her. Fashion icon. Even though she was married to a doll, Dulcher, the Duchess became England's first it girl. She sparked outrageous fashion trends like wearing, okay, enormous ostrich feathers as hair ornaments and going wild with three foot tall hairdos. Society women tripped over themselves to imitate Georgiana, with many sightings sitting on the floor of carriages so that the vehicle could accommodate their audacity high hair. I have no idea how to say the word. The pen is mightier than the sword. The Duchess was an avid reader and writer. She wrote poetry, pretty poetry, as the famous writer Hans Walpole judged her efforts and published scandalous novels. Georgiana followed up her literature debate with a barn 
Byrne of the second act in 
and hearing weekly summons, but behind closed doors, her life was falling apart. Apart, Georgiana's out-of-control lifestyle had terrible consequences. The young Duchess suffered multiple miscarriages. Oh, poor woman. The worst two-for-one deal. As though miscarriages weren't traumatic enough, the tragic events also angered her husband and made her already tense marriage even more unbearable. As the wife of a nobleman, her unofficial job was to bear him an heir, and it seemed that Georgiana couldn't fulfill her duty. Help a girl out. In April 1776, a heavily pregnant Georgiana reached a breaking point. Thanks to her gambling habits, she was in severe debt. So severe that she felt too terrible to tell her husband as for the funds she so deeply needed, desperately needed. Georgiana's plan was to wait until she gave birth, and while the Duke asked in the glow of his newborn son, revealed her, I have no idea how to say this. Unfortunately, everything went terribly wrong. We need to talk. Georgie went into labor early and once more lost the baby. Lost the baby. Paralyzed by indecision and grief, the Duchess felt completely stuck, wanting a friend to intervene and ask the Spencer parents to bail her out. They were furious, but they agreed. However, they had a terrible demand. Georgina had to come clean to the Duke. When she admitted that she was in modern-day figures about 300000 in debt, the Duke responded in utter chilly fashion. He nodded, left the room, and sent his in-laws the money. He barely talked to Georgiana, even though she didn't need any more proof of her failed marriage. This sealed the deal. Her husband never felt estranged to her. Pay them no mind. Georgiana learned the hard way that society doesn't exactly have a great track record of respecting women in politics. In an effort to throw shade on the wing party, illustrate depict the Dunshire method, which had a horrific meaning. The sketches show Georgiana exchanging bedroom favors for votes. Yeah, we'll get to different things about how I feel and all that later. Well, this is awkward. Years after the marriage, the Camvershires still had no heir. That's when the Duke finally revealed his secret. He told Georgiana about his illimitant daughter, Charlotte, and asked her to tidy up the spare room because she was on her way to join the family. Yep. When his old mistress died, the duke acted horrible for once, honorable for once, and took his love child in. The bigger women. Surprisingly, Georgiana adored Charlotte, treating the young girl as though she was her own daughter. In a letter to her mother, Georgiana called her the best human. Marred a little thing ever saw. 
a new friend while visiting the city of Bath in 1782. Georgiana met a woman who would bring her the greatest joy, but also the most brutal pain. Lady Elizabeth Bess Foster was basically living on out the plot of a tragic novel. After separating from her husband, Bess lost custody of her children. It was a terrible blow and it had a strange silver lining. When Bess met Georgiana, the woman shared pain and strangely bonded them as close friends. Rumi's. Georgiana was prone to fits of passion, often becoming supremely affected by books and poetry, so you could only imagine her reaction to hearing Bess's tale of woe. Georgiana immediately invites her friend, not just to visit, but to full-on live with herself and Duke. Spoiler, this is not Georgiana's best idea. Three is the crowd. Shortly after, Georgian invited Lady Elizabeth Foster to live with her. Foster and the Duke started a steamy affair. Yes, right under Georgiana's nose. For historians, it's hard to grasp best motivation. Did she spin a tragic yarn to manipulate Georgiana, hoping to live off her new friend's wealth instead of eking out a living? As a vulnerable single woman, we may never know. Dirty laundry. Georgiana was no fool. She knew what was going on between her husband and her best friend, but she let it continue for a truly heartbreaking reason. Georgiana felt so isolated and sad in her marriage that she couldn't let go of her new friend. No matter what Bess did, Soon enough, everyone in the town knew about the trio's um, un household situation. That's how I'm gonna say that. Uh, in the 1770s, Georgiana wore a dress that scandalized London. While noble women were expected to wear heavy gowns and restricted corsets, Georgiana took a cue from her friend Mary Antoinette and adapt from similar fare. The dress of the queen was a little more than a gossip-filled slip. Made of soft, almost translucent fabric, Georgiana revealing garment was the 18th century's equivalent to a secret, Victoria's Secret fashion show. It was not that bad looking, so I no time periods. In 1783, Georgiana finally gave birth to her first child. The Duchess loved her daughter, Lady Georgiana, nicknamed Lady G, and even nursed her baby herself. Thank you very much. Two years later, Lady G met her little sister, Harriet. And at last, in 1790, a whopping 16 years after marrying the Duke, Georgiana produced a male heir, William George Spencer Candish Major's sigh of relief on the prowl and Escort's life got a lot I'm not really sure how to pronounce this after she gave 
her husband a legitimate a son heir. First and best, women no longer had to risk their lives to childbirth. But second, it was now a okay for the Duchess to have some fun, and heaven forbid, maybe kiss someone she actually liked. By 1791, Georgina found a man to call her own, Charles Gray, a politician. Out of sight, historians aren't sure about when Georgina's relationship with George began, but the reason we know it was serious by 1791 is clear enough. The Duchess became pregnant, and the Duke was not the father. Fierce with Georgiana, Duke sent his wife away to France, where she could give birth to her uh, ill child in secret. Mary Ponvich? I can't even pronounce half these names. I'm so sorry. Okay, before I continue, the here's the thing. I always gotta remember the time periods because seventeen sounds young to marry. Being used to be to give like a child a male heir, like a male heir, seems a little much to me. But and then I'm like, remember, this is a different time period. Remember, this is a different time period. Remember, women had to like. I guess pretend where their place was or try to put up with it. And this is in a different country. So to me, I'm like, remember this, remember. This is not where you live. This is not the same time period. Things are different. And from what I understand, being royalty is hard, is what I gathered from what I've heard. Georgiana gave birth to a daughter, Eliza, country while abandoned in 1792 while the labor was um, easy everything else would bring Georgiana a world of pain even though Georgiana raised her husband's love child as though Charlotte was her own in flesh and blood Duke refused to return the favor instead he issued a horrific threat if Georgiana did not give up Eliza to Charles Gray's parents, the Duke said he would divorce Georgiana and bear her from ever seeing any of her children. Which to any parent who cares about their kid, that would be horrible. If I was told I couldn't see my child, no matter adopted or physically gave birth to or fostered, it'd be like, not okay. Most parents would be devastated. So. Let us just the typical thing. Georgiana had a very con a very little contract with her daughter. From Eliza's perspective, that was fine. She believed Georgiana was a kindly aunt figure. As for Charles Gray, Eliza was told that he was her, her much older brother. Imagine Eliza's surprise when she learned that Gray was actually her father, while her mother was the Century's most scandalous woman. Scandalous. Scandalous. Scandu. I'm not crying, you're crying. It was only after Georgiana's death that Eliza learned the truth when she was finally discovered her real lineage. Eliza gave her mother a heartbreaking tribute. She named her own daughter Georgiana. Well, that is pretty sweet and that has to be hard on the kid 
when the Duke banished Georgiana to France, he made her miserable in more ways than one. Not only did Georgiana have to bear with giving away her baby, she also had to say goodbye to the only man she had ever loved. When writing about the end of her relationship with Charles Gray, Georgiana said, I have in love leaving him forever left my heart and soul past the tissues. That is kind of sad to leave the only person you ever truly loved. After Georgiana gave birth to Eliza and broke off her relationship with Gray, the Duke still wasn't satisfied. He demanded that his wife stay aboard in Europe, effectively banishing her to a pretty sweet vacation. Weird flex Duke, but clearly the whole experience influenced Georgiana to change her life. When the Duchess finally returned to England in 1793, she gave up her hard partying ways and turned to more responsible pursuits. Back at it. In her later years, Georgiana was involved in politics, but stayed behind the scenes. She was also also doubled, dabbled in science. Well, that's a different thing. Collected crystals, wrote novels and poems, and spent time with her beloved children. Evidently, Georgiana also rose to saint-like levels of charity when the Duke contracted Gal instead of pushing him alley window like I, like they would have done, Georgiana cared for him. Rude. While Char Charles Gray had been Georgiana's knight in shining armor, even her, even he dealt her a cold-hearted betrayal. He blamed Georgiana for all the trouble with her husband and even got engaged without giving Georgiana a heads up. But Georgiana, in accordance with her new vow to be the most forgiving woman ever, managed to let that snob go. In time, she and Gray even became friends. If you ask me, Georgiana's too good for all these men, is what they're saying. I think it's interesting, kind of weird, how like she's one of the first women you kind of hear about going to science and Hearing about her hardship definitely sparks, like, a goodness gracious. In her late 30s, Georgiana received an odd blessing. After an eye infection left the Duchess half-blind and plagued by scars, her reputation as a great beauty seemed to be over. But instead of bemoaning her looks, Georgiana felt liberated. After all, it was kind of Catholic to no longer have to live up to all the hype. Cataract? Poor woman, she's gone through so much. Everyone has a weakness. For all the positive changes Georgiana implemented, she had one crutch gambling. She couldn't stop. Begging her own mother for bailout money. She was deep in her 40s. This was not a point of pride for the struggling Duchess, but her embarrassment would soon be over. No one knew it yet, but Georgiana was very, very ill. This poor woman. You're simply the best. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Some historians believe that Georgina had an even more traumatic reason to keep her friendship with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Foster around, based on some of the extremely emotional letters sent to Bess. Some credit saying that Georgina was bisexual. Was the Duchess de desperate to hold on to Bess because she was actually in love with her best friend? This is what they are writing. I don't know much about the Duchess. I watched the movie, didn't understand it, so I looked it up because I was like, what am I even talking about? And let me tell you, reading about it and hearing the documentary about it made more sense than the movie. Like I said, the movie is very pretty. There's more, there's one more important clue to Georgia's love for Bess. To put it simply, Bess wasn't the first woman courted by the Duchess. Back in 1777, Georgian became fixed on Mary Garman, a well-known beauty. She wrote her passionate letters with one nighttime massive mention Georgian's desire to kiss her tenderly. This is what they're saying. Please do not come after me. I am just reading what they're saying to give us a better understanding of this movie. Because like I said, if I didn't understand it, I feel like all of you wouldn't understand it a much on March 30th, 1806, Georgiana, Duchess of Denver-Shire, died suddenly of an abscess on her liver. She was 48 years old. Wow, that seems young to me. Is that young now, but old then? Okay, someone explain to me, is that old or young back then? Well, everyone expected the Duchess' beloved children to mourn their mother's, to mourn their mother's passing. Someone else responded, response was surprising. After a mostly miserable marriage, the Duke seemed generally sad to lose his wife. It's like they always say, if you're struggling with your marriage, contract out and make your spouse wait on you like until you like them again. Huh, that seems weird. Famous Descent. Georgiana has gained a legacy as a fashion icon turned tragic poster girl for no nobility. It was sounds, if that sounds familiar to you, you're not alone. Georgiana's great-great-great-grandniece, Princess Diana, reports the Duchess' stormy life in a eerie way, sharing one of her, her terrible troubles with the culture of the accuracy. So that is it. I hope you all like this. I think you have to remember the time period because if you don't, you might get mad at what they're saying. Especially to women because, yeah, no. If I was married at 17, that wouldn't have been good. Like, no. Uh, no. I didn't even marry Jade's dad because I'm like, we don't get married just because we have a kid. That's stupid. You get married because you truly love the person and want to start a life with them. Not just by force. And poor thing, she thought she was in love and then it turned out not to be love. It sounds like one of those like first true like I don't know if this is the first like truly sad romance, but this is, seems to be more emphasized than others. And to hear her get into science and politics. It's kinda interesting because, you know, women weren't really allowed to get into them as much because apparently that wasn't a thing back then. And being this is from another country, it 
definitely seems odd to me. That's just me. But, like I said, if you want to watch the movie, if you're a historian, go ahead. But if you're like me and you had no clue who this was or what this is about, you'd have better luck reading about it, watching the documentary, and hearing other stories because I was like, what is this even about? It got bored after like an hour and just gave up. And I tried to find like clips of it to finish it, but no, I didn't really like the movie itself. But it kind of does look very pretty. If you're into like really pretty fancy things, then if you don't want to have like a movie plan to something fancy and nice to look at, go for it. But if you want a storyline, I would say if you don't know this already, then go to like... And if you... Forgive me if you're like, how come you don't know about this? I'm from another country. I do not know about this. This is not something I'm used to. I don't really follow up on royalty that often in real life. Like, I've read fake royalty, but that's about it. I hope you all like and enjoy this very long podcast. I'm gonna sign off now. And check out my podcast tomorrow on my kids' channel to hear some fun things about that.